0: I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they tell you he's still out there, some sort of demented creature, surviving in the wilderness, full grown by now, stalking stealing what he needs, living off wild animals and vegetation. Some folks claim they've even seen him right in this area. What's up everybody i am jamie i am with my buddy john we are the horror dads podcast welcome to episode 36
1: hey dude what's going on man
0: what's up man we're going to camp today yeah
1: yeah we are going to camp we're doing a uh i guess an uh all-star lineup of of camp uh counselors so we're sort of doing like a build your own camp counselor um roster for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah, you get off the bus, show up to camp. Who do you want as your counselors?
1: Yep, so we are we predefined some categories. We've got, like, uh, I think eight categories. So we hit on, like, arts and crafts and different uh, sports counselors that we'd want. So we, we do a mix between, like, actual counselors and people from camp-based films that uh, are a little bit of a stretch, but this is a fun one.
0: Yeah, we need to stretch just a little bit uh, like some of the water sports and shit like that was like, hmm. Yeah,
1: a little bit of because a Because there's no
0: divine, defined counselor for those roles in some of those movies we discovered, so. But there are now. We took some liberties, yeah. <laughs> there, cer- there certainly are now. No, this was a fun one. It was fun to go through and.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's sort of the theme of our episode. Um, if this is the first time that you're you're joining us, welcome. Uh, we're happy to have you guys on board um but we are uh typically we sort of volley back and forth between doing interviews on uh one episode and then Jamie and I on another but we've had a few recent great interviews lately so it's been a minute since just you and I have been together buddy
0: Yeah man um hey. it feels great sitting in your lap right now recording
1: <laughs> one microphone Yeah who so, needs two So we um you know it's almost May so this is the time of year we're oh, dude, yeah. talking about. You know, people are pop- probably popping in. Part one, part two, of Friday thirteenth, right now, starting to get started, uh, watching the Friday the 13th and uh, getting going with some of the camper based films. So yeah,
0: people are getting their fucking tents out of their bags, letting them breathe a little oh, bit, getting, down the, a little. getting the stuff ready to go, getting the chairs out of the attic. Ooh,
1: my lantern. The batteries are out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, your cobwebs on my um my my folding chair
0: 37 spiders in my chair yeah
1: (laughs) yeah so that's that's gonna be our episode theme but um as is tradition before we get into our theme specific content we're just gonna catch up on what we've been doing
0: yeah so uh what do you want to start with what have you been watching
1: okay so i had a really really hard time remembering this movie so i watched this movie um a couple weeks ago. and I couldn't remember the name of it. And I had to do an extensive amount of research to find it because I thought it was pretty good. Um, but it's a film called Don't Panic from 1988 about a guy named Michael who unwittingly unlocks the evil forces of a Ouija board on his 17th birthday. Uh, and he gets a cursed rose that he gives to his girlfriend um, who, who has a unibrow, which is kind of a strange plot point. Hmm. Um, but... This is, this movie's very like, uh, I, I think it is actually a Mexican film. The director, Ruben Galindo Jr. Yeah. So, okay. uh, I think, I think he's, uh, yeah, I think that this takes place in Mexico and, um, everything production wise was, um, uh, based, uh, <laughs> from Mexico, which is cool. Uh, cause that's not, you know, traditionally like a, a horror hub. So, yeah. um, Culturally, like, it definitely felt a little bit different. It was a little um, a little unfamiliar, which was kind of neat. And it explores just some standard... It's from, you know, late 80s. So, like, uh, I think I was telling you it, it was kind of like weird science meets, like, blood rage. Um, I mean, which, like, I'm all in on that. Yeah. so great. Yeah, it was campy. It was kind of fun. Um, it's worth a watch. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now, which is why I had a hard time finding the name of the title, because... Um, there's not like a recently watched function on that platform for some reason. They need
0: to add that shit. If there's something we can do to pioneer this. Yeah. Because, uh, as dads, we fall asleep a lot to movies and then you wake up and you're like, what did I fall asleep to? I have no fucking idea. So, but speaking of falling asleep to, if you, if you nod
1: off to this movie and then wake up at a later point they're like the main (laughs) character he he actually looks like the dude from blood range it's not him um but it kind of looks like him and he has this like like his eyes are red like the um like the color like if someone has blue eyes like he has red eyes um after this like ouija board experiment goes wrong and it's actually like really it's scary it's frightening looking um and I was, like, doing something, and I looked up, and I kind of, like, I paused for a moment. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, this kid, this dude, he looks bad. He's had a bad day. Um, so, yeah. I checked out Don't pa- Panic. It's uh, it's worth a peek um, if you're looking for something that's a, a little disposable and just kind of fun.
0: Yeah. That might be a good one to throw on during work.
1: Yeah. That's what I had it on during work. Perfect. Yeah. So,
0: what have you been watching, man? So, I watched a movie called Into... This is one that I think you'll like, dude. It's called Into the Grizzly Maze. Terrible fucking name. I've never even heard um, of it. You might, you, you, There's no way on Netflix that you haven't seen it because if you search for horror movies, it always pops up. We should do a
1: Patreon episode. I think you mentioned of us just scrolling through.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just commentary of scrolling and, yeah. scrolling and scrolling
1: and um, scrolling. Okay, so I've scrolled past this probably like many of us have, but like, what's what's yeah. the road, man?
0: Uh, so it's essentially Lake Placid meets Jaws. So it's like it's about a fucking giant like there. way too big grizzly bear. Where do I get a t-shirt? Uh that uh oh dude fucking into the grizzlymaze.com. Um only <laughs> promo only, code J2999. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, it's about this fucking like overly large, you know, oversized grizzly bear that it I saw a review on IMDb that was pretty fucking accurate and they were like this isn't like this is not a bear movie. This is a Jason. This is a bear that's essentially Jason Voorhees because he fucking kills the shit out of people. Like this isn't just like uh, the I bear's think we'll wearing grow, a mask. I think the reason I've been writing this off is because I was like, ah, fucking bear. Like, but also like, who's scary, in it? How scary can that be? Oh, dude, great cast. James James Marsden, who's in literally every movie that's out. Um. Billy Bob fucking Thornton. Well, when you hear those names,
1: you're like, there's no way this is going to be like a horror film. Right, exactly.
0: Scott Glenn, uh, Piper Perabo. But the thing is, is it's not, it's one of those movies. Again, it's like Lake Placid where that's not a straight up horror movie. No, no. Um, I don't even really know what other genre it is, I guess. But it's sort of like a creature feature. Uh, It's just a lot of, it's a lot of fun. They kind of rub in a little bit of like ecological, you know, uh, bear poachers versus... The good guy, but uh, that aside... oh, like that
1: dude in that one episode of The X-Files that takes place.
0: Dude, it's very much like that, yes.
1: I I love that dude.
0: Yeah. The guy with the mustache. Right, yeah. Yeah, And, and like, it's it's a really... That doesn't detract from it. It doesn't make it too serious. But this is a B-movie. Like, you're not going into it watching, you know, an Oscar-nominated film. This is a a B-movie that you're going to have a lot of fun with if you go into it with the right mindset. So... I think you'll fucking dig it. Like, I, cool. I, I put it on uh, to go to bed. My wife was like, into the fucking Grizzly maze, Jamie. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to fall asleep, dude. It's no big deal. Um, and then, like, 3 honestly, You're dude, like-, like, 35 minutes <sighs> later, I was like yep. nudging my wife. Like, I think I love this movie. She was like, you fucking nerd. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, yeah. check that one out. I also checked out Mortal Kombat. Oh, good or no? Eh, I mean, it's
1: fine. Yeah, I just I if, simply have no like I like I grew up with Mortal Kombat. I like the first movies at their time, you know, but Sure. Yeah, just not doing that.
0: I mean if you're even thinking about it, it's worth watching for free on HBO Max or I guess it's Oh not is that what free. it's on? You didn't yeah. rent it? No. no. HBO Max, if you have that, it's oh,
1: dude, free. I honestly thought you paid like eighteen ninety nine.
0: No, no, no. Um I watch it for free john <laughs> so okay uh but it dude it's rated r so it's really fucking gory uh you know there's cgi so it's kind of a lot of this stuff is a little bit over the top and ridiculous as it should be but yeah it's worth a fun fun little friday night watch which is what i did all right well anyway back to horror yep <laughs> um
1: all right what do you uh what have you been buying man Anything? all right, right? so oh, dude i'm really
0: I? excited to talk about city fox printing uh most of you guys probably know about them you're probably aware but they do these cool little mashups between like bands and uh, pop culture shows. So you'll have like, um, like a the cure t-shirt with like something from the office or that's yep. just an example, something of that sort, you know, like there's bands like Paramore, the cure AFI every time I die. Uh, and then you'll have pop culture relevant uh, shows like this uh, stranger things, the office, always sunny twin peaks, uh, you yeah. know, shit like that. So it's, it's really, every time you see something, you go like, Oh shit. I need that. That's funny. Um, as I was buying the shirt that I bought, which is uh, every time I die shirt, it's from um, it's it has Jason Voorhees from Part Seven uh, tied up un, chained up under the lake, and it says um, a line from one of my favorite songs of theirs: "Drag the lake, you'll find it's full of love." Uh, oh, that's in a circle. Dude. Yeah, so it's dude, I'm so pumped to get it. I can't wait. It's amazing, uh, and it's one of those where in, when you go on the site and you're shopping. You're always like you're constantly like making mental check notes. Yeah, like, like I'm going to oh, buy this shirt next, and then that one. Uh, but they sell out really quick. Yeah, see so. their inventory,
1: I feel is like, always yeah. really sparse, which yes. is which is cool. Uh, it just makes the demand for it. Yeah, no more I, appetizing. You know,
0: I love sh- to be honest. I love when. Oh God, is this the last one yeah. that I'm yeah. buying? I love that feeling of like maybe you know that exclusivity. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I have
1: been buying um actually my what i've been buying is the same as what i am wearing um those are Perfect. two segments two for one. so here's a two for one deal but i uh recently bought our buddy matt pepler um did a uh a new t-shirt this time on a white t-shirt i don't have a lot of white i, I wear basically black you know six and a half days out of seven yeah. throughout the week yeah. um so i, feel I
0: you.
1: pumped to get a white tee for once uh, but yeah he did a, a pretty fun funny one it's uh it's a ghost face basically dressed as almost like a mascot or cheerleader um, for Woodsboro high School and he's standing with his uh, leg sort of kicked out and holding a flag uh, with a big W on his uh, chest uh, and the flag says Woods, Woodsboro so uh, it's it's actually like a kid friendly most of a lot of what Jamie and I buys not as kid-friendly as it should be. Um, and we, you know, we're now at the point in life where we can sort of wear whatever we want yeah. in front of our kids. But there were definitely times where it was like, oh, can't wear that. Kid's too young and they're going to cry.
0: When you, um like, forget and you go to the PTA meeting wearing your fucking <laughs> yeah. Jason Voorhees, like, stabbing somebody through the yeah. throat, crossing cross. your arms a little too much, like,
1: Ugh. Yeah, or get your fuck-off Wade t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. um, So... But yeah, so I've got this on. I, I snagged this from uh, Matt Pepler's store, and I also um, have it on. So Love it. What are you wearing, man?
0: Yeah, so I also have a non, non-black t-shirt, which is very rare for both of us. It's a um, mustard color. I have my mustard fucking yellow shirt from Discount Cemetery. It's my The Burbs t-shirt, which I'm just absolutely in love with. Who will survive and what will be left of them, it says. Yeah, it's a little... Uh, the photo is from the nightmare sequence he has after watching... Uh,
1: Texas Chainsaw 2.
0: Part 2. Yeah. I, I love Discount Cemetery, and I love this shirt.
1: And we are in Burbs territory here. We are, dude. We're heading into that time of year, man.
0: I have the Blu-ray still wrapped in plastic that's ready to... I'm ready to unwrap it.
1: Yeah, dude. That's exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. Um, what's been going on with the family? You want to hit a quick like family i like taking the clothes off.
0: <laughs> just... just Yeah, so um, I was out with the kids today. My seven-year-old is playing with his buddies. They're like, I think they're all eight. He's seven. His buddies are eight. So they're like a little bit more more mature, but not much. So anyways, they're all out playing, and I'm kind of, you know, doing yard work and doing shit like that while they're playing. Every now and then, you kind of have to bark some orders at them. Hey! Quit (laughs) that shit.
1: Yeah, the dad voice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So then I started, like, I'm watching them all ride their bikes down the road, and I'm like, oh my God, this reminds me of, like, Monster Squad. They're, like, laughing and, you know, racing each other on their bikes. And I was like, well, wait, I'm out here barking these fucking orders. Like, what would, like, you know, when you watch Monster Squad, you watch these kids, and you, like, you kind of, like, want to teleport yourself to that time. Oh, dude, you just want to be there. You put yourself in that element, yeah. And it's like, oh God, what kind of fucking dick dad? Is barking and orders the scope over here. of that movie yeah. is out there, outside barking orders at the kids. And you're like, that fucking dickhead dad. Ugh, I hate that guy. And so I started thinking, like, ugh, I don't want to be that dad. I don't it's be like barking constant orders. Uh, so my wife's going to hate me. But I'm, I decided I'm going to be, like, the cool Monster Squad dad. Like, I'm clearly not going to be the fucking tough guy cop. The cop. Yeah. But, like... I don't know if that man loves, I'll come, though. I'll come home. <laughs> yeah, he, he may not. But, but like... Yeah. I would definitely sit on the roof with my son and eat Burger King and watch the drive-in from my roof, which I can't. But if I could, I would. I'd buy that house tonight. Yeah, get me in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's funny. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes, as a dad, you need to think about that. Like, which dad am I in Monster Squad? Am I the dickhead that's yelling constantly? Or am I the one jumping on my trampoline? Does was it have to a be a dad a from Monster time. Squad? I mean, I guess if I'm going to be in a movie, that's... In my thought. The one you want to be in. Yeah. The neighborhood in Monster Squad. Do you want to be the dad out in the door yelling? Do you want to
1: be the dad from the summer of 84? You don't or want to be the, that neighbor. The, the that's the neighbor that's too nice. You don't <laughs> yeah. want to be
0: that guy. Um, Feel free to play in my basement, kids. Yeah. Oh, don't... Help me move some furniture. and then don't trip uh, over the Stay overnight. Fever, fever yeah. over here. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so... For my family stuff, I actually want to reflect on last, I guess it was last Saturday, a week ago. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) My wife and Jamie's wife, uh, we kind of like set up this thing where, like, oh, you guys can go to Ikea, like, have the day to yourselves. We're full well, we knew, like, all right, we've got these pre orders done for the t shirts for our new uh, merch store we launched on the website, and we got to get them all packaged up. And we, um, for a lot of them had to have the kids, you know, draw like a custom, uh, you know, Halloween drawings that got shipped out with everything. So like, it was a very, you know, a very uh, labor intensive afternoon. So Jamie and I both uh, were like, yeah, girls, go ahead, have a day to yourselves. It'll be great. So we stayed home with the kids. We had all four kids, Jamie's two, my two. Seven, six, three, and three. Seven, six, three, and three. And then my puppy, which is like, who
0: is like, okay, so one, yeah, seven, Basically a newborn. seven years old, six years old, three years old,
1: three years old, one year old, but a newborn that can also jump, who's prop the up size on a table and eat an entire pizza within five seconds, yes, yeah. So, uh, he'll be,
0: you're gonna have some Christmas vacation this year,
1: oh, dude, it is, it,
0: yeah, national lampoons, What's the uh, Uncle
1: Clark run yes. belly,
0: but anyway, we. We
1: had the girls go for the day and we um, packed, you know, 40 some orders, which was a lot of fun. Um, it was just actually pandemonium. The kids had Jojo Siwa music on as loud as can be. Um, the, literally, they were chasing the dog around. dog was chasing them. It was unconscionably loud. Um, so that being said, if your shirt size is incorrect, let us know because <laughs> uh, it was crazy. But we had a ton of fun doing it uh, and, and we hope. Uh, everyone enjoys their new uh, merch and their swag, and we're loving the photos we're seeing posted on on social media with everybody in their new shirts.
0: Yeah, we love it. We're so glad to have those out in the world, and we love seeing you guys sporting them. Yep,
1: and um, so that being said, if uh, you are interested in some apparel, um, you can head over to HorrorDads.com. We do have our merch store live there. Um, Currently we're not shipping internationally, but you know if you want to work something out, just shoot us an email. There's a contact form on there, or hit us up on Instagram. Like, we're not going to deny people a shirt if they want one, right. so yep, uh, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll Make it work, yeah, we'll make it work. Um, uh, so check us out on horrordaz.com, that's where our merch is. Um, in addition to you know, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show uh five stars goes a long way um for just helping other people find us um which is which is pretty cool
0: yeah it's not john and i reading the reviews and laughing and high-fiving with each other it's essentially like uh you know your review helps a listener that may not find us otherwise uh kind of you know puts us in their scope
1: and it just further grows our community um and speaking of community the last thing we want to mention before we jump into the episode is our patreon so we do have a patreon that is live we've got a five dollar per month tier or a ten dollar per month tier and we do have a couple new patrons to welcome don't we
0: yeah who do we have
1: Uh, we got two um so first and foremost um i think this is nepotism uh at its fullest definition but my mother-in-law uh, Mary Beth Currian. Oh, Mary Beth. Yes. She has joined our Patreon. Uh, she got super excited because we do horror moms episodes where, oh, yeah. um, my wife and Jamie's wife are on with us. So she wanted to hear her daughter, uh, podcasting. Um, well, that's
0: what we do. Yeah. We put stuff on there so that you kind of feel like feel guilty and feel yeah, like you, you have, have to, to listen. Yeah. So if you guys,
1: you know, hate our wives, then don't subscribe. But if you like our wives, you got to subscribe.
0: And if you don't know our wives subscribe because then you'll either they love or hate them. them yeah
1: <laughs> but uh so thank you um for joining Mary Beth. we really appreciate yeah, thank it thank
0: you Mary Beth. love you mom <laughs> oh am i not related to her in any way <laughs> no i thought she was like my mother-in-law-in-law no i don't think so man love you mom <laughs> and our second
1: uh second new patron is ashley uh fava i believe is oh how... god yeah from yeah.
0: uh the great the great steak country up north
1: (laughs) yeah she's from canada Canada, yeah Yeah. so um our friends in the alone in the dark podcast also have a patreon to which jamie and i are both members and they held a pretty fun zoom event um for all their patron um patreon members the patrons uh and we met ashley on that uh chat and we were all talking and she's incredibly kind and and humble and had a a lot of fun conversation about all things horror and she has joined our patreon as well and uh, we certainly owe Mike and Maddie uh, for the connection on that front, and are so glad to have Ashley as a part of our our lives and our community now. So, Ashley, thank you. It's been great getting to know you, and we know uh, I think you said Nightmare on Elm Street's your favorite, and you're real into slashers and uh, haunting kind of films. And you know, love it's it, right up our alley. Yep. So um, appreciate you, appreciate you joining uh, the Patreon and all the. <laughs> great uh, engagement you've already jumped in and and contributed to the group. So, appreciate you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Ashley. We love you already.
1: Yep. For sure.
0: So, you want to get into it, man? All right, buddy. Let's do it. Let's go camping. Let's go camping. Let's get at it. Good to camp, blood, ain't ya? God damn it, Ralph. Get out of here. Go on, get. Leave people alone. You'll never come back again. Oh, shut up, Ralph. It's got a death curse. Alright, John. So, we're gonna... What's the order that we're doing here, buddy? Actually, we don't need to reveal that. We'll just, so, do we, you, you yeah, just do, we right want,
1: do we want do we want to reveal the categories that we're going to cover?
0: No, let's keep a no? surprise. Yeah. Okay. You go in, you name the category, and then we'll go. Okay, so we have 8 total categories. Yep.
1: So, we're we're building again our dream team of Yeah,
0: so you get off the bus, your parents happily just fucking shipped you off. It's yeah. April, or I don't know, let's say end of May, probably. Yeah, it's like right
1: you just before got Memorial school. Day. Yeah. yeah,
0: You're out of school, you just can't wait to have a great summer with your friends and your parents say, get to camp. Get to so camp. You go to camp. If you've never been, you're nervous, you're scared, you're frightened. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably have social anxiety, probably can't poop, you scared, <laughs> your bowels are locked up. <laughs> um, speaking from experience... Um, <laughs> But if you've been to camp, you can't wait to get back and meet your friends, see so your girlfriend's Judy, that was your steady last year, who's now got a huge rack and, and likes is to talk super to. Super mean, just <laughs> such a. Bitch. It's like the meanest person <laughs> alive. Uh, but anyway, so you get to camp, you show up, you have your counselors that are just taking care of all the different aspects of the camp. We are going to build those camp the the counselors out for you. And uh, kind of fill in what we would want in our counselors, right, John?
1: That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. So, um, so we're we're gonna hit some pretty high level categories here, and we're we're doing the ones that we would want to have. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And again, we had to reach a little bit on some of these, but
1: it's yeah. all good. Okay. So the first one is uh, arts and crafts. Yeah. At Camp Firewood. Your kids learn
0: arts and crafts from trained professionals. Hi, my name is Gail, and I'm going to be your arts and crafts teacher this summer at Camp Firewood. All right, so what do you got?
1: All right, you want me to go first? Yep. All right, I'm going to go with Tommy, so this is a stretch one for sure.
0: All right, Tommy Jarvis?
1: Yeah, I'm going with Tommy from, um, played by Corey Feldman. Yeah, good one. 1984's Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter okay so yes this is a stretch because tommy's not really a camp counselor he's a kid
0: (laughs) for christ's sake
1: he's in a few films but (laughs) he really does not have a counselor based role in any of the films however he is serious as hell when it comes to the arts yeah. Right. He really is. And crafts. And most importantly, masks. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, you know. And if you actually, if you don't believe me that about him being serious, head forward one installment. I dare you to part five and see what he does to someone touching his mask.
0: There's not a human more serious, except for the guy chopping wood. That guy's pretty goddamn serious. Yeah, and he'll fucking
1: suplex <laughs> you through a okay. end table if you. <laughs> if you. He uh, goes from zero to a thousand pretty quick. But the Tommy from part four is... He sweats a lot in part five, too. Yes, he does. <laughs> but the Tommy from part four is who we're here to talk about. So he understands camp life. He understands camp culture. He basically... He's like born into it, he right? He pioneered yeah. Airbnb, essentially. <laughs> um, and he's totally committed to the artistic value of his craft, which is mask making. Um, and, you know, in from a high level... Okay, so he's the Tom Savini, like, uh, yes. character, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Tom, Tom, for those that don't know, Tom Savini did makeup in part one. He left uh, on part two, actually, to go work on the burning. And then he returned for this uh, rekindling in part four, which was supposed to be the final chapter. Um, and and Tommy's character has all these masks and animatronics and all these different things in his room, um, which Tom Savini, in an interview, says, like, yeah, that was me as a kid, basically. Um so I think he would be really, really great to run in arts and crafts division at any um, camp. Um, and he even goes so far as to make his face an actual mask at the end of part four, if you think about it, right? Because he he shaves his head. Yeah. He looks sickly as hell. Um,
0: God damn, he, he does look yeah. like he's in...
1: So anyone with that level bed. of commitment, in my mind, is is you know good for the job yeah so agreed i would trust tom we'll call him tom <laughs>
0: dedicated to his craft
1: as my arts arts and crafts coordinator would you good one
0: yeah dude i love him as that yeah. I, that's a great idea
1: all right who's your arts and crafts all coordinator?
0: right so i i did a stretch this was kind of like end of my end of my my brain was kind of at uh its wit's end here yep uh, so I want someone who you probably actually would not want. Oh. Angela from, uh, Sleepaway Camp Part 2. Oh, God. Where the hell are you? Right here! <laughs> That's what you get for not obeying your counselor. And here's what you get for telling evil stories and having such a filthy mouth. What a bad camper. Because you know why? She's going to get you singing when you don't want to. Yeah. Here's the thing is she's the counselor that'll get you doing stuff you don't want to do. And sometimes you need that counselor. You know, you need the annoying fucking counselor who's way too bubbly at 7.30 a.m. Yeah. And is singing fucking stupid songs that you don't want to sing while eating terrible food. Yeah. Talking to your friends about maybe getting lucky later. Or maybe not. Maybe catching herpes if you... Shack up with the wrong person
1: You really could in yeah. that camp
0: <laughs> Yes um, So anyways then she's going to get you chopping wood She's going to teach you safe sex She's going to give you some Life lessons as well right <laughs> Yeah. She's going to keep you on the straight she's and gonna narrow She's keep you uh, yeah, in check uh, She's going to also She's very uh, crafty She's going to teach you how to use To make a mask out of human skin If you haven't already watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre you're not really sure how to do it. She's going to show you. Uh, do you need to unclog porta potties? She's going to show you how to get down there and do it yourself after beating you up a little bit.
1: It's a little bit of a craft.
0: She's going to work you up. She's going to get you down there. Um, again, terrible fucking uh, choice here because you would not want her, but sometimes you need a counselor like Angela. Okay. Okay. So that's my big stretch. So it's out of the way.
1: We did not talk about these picks in advance, so no. there might be some... That pick might come up again Uh-oh. later for someone else mm. in the room. Um, okay, so that covers our arts and crafts division. Okay. So, now... What's next? It's really important to I'm keep- asking because I honestly don't know the order, so... <laughs> It's very, very important to keep um, nourished, well-nourished, when away at camp. Because you're used to home-cooked meals as a kid, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to pick Maybe. who's in charge of the chow hall, right? Who's in charge of making the food at our camp?
0: Yep. Come on, kid. Get me down, I'll make you a nice ice cream sundae, okay? So Who do you got? We, I, we may have overlap on this one. Because there's like not too many choices, we're right? We're going to have to have yeah. overlap on this one. So, I went with Annie. Oh, no, we're off. Okay, great. Cuz Annie doesn't make it to camp in my in my estimation, she never makes it. All right, it.
1: so I have thoughts on this. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going with Annie from 1980s Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. the original.
0: What is it, Enos? About 20 miles? About that. Camp Blood.
1: You're opening that place again? Lots of luck. Can I get a bus or something? Not likely. You going out to the crossroads, Enos? What about a lift? they will
0: be halfway. No sweat, truly. Okay, kid, let's move. It. Name's Annie. All right, Annie, let's go.
1: Um, played by Robbie Morgan so
0: oh god she would be the best d- she would be agree. the best yeah
1: so anyone in my mind She's who's so willing nice. to hike go to a diner yeah get in a truck with hitchhike. a fucking weirdo hitchhike yeah that guy's a weirdo it- have your butt touched by that guy <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when she gets in and he oh, like yeah. pushes her up i recall the- also she deals with ralph yelling at her before she gets into the truck with that creep yeah um then she hikes some more after she gets
0: dropped off at a Y in the road, right? Carrying the hell of a backpack. The, dude. That, that's like my, my bedroom on my back. That's a condo yeah. in a bag.
1: Mm-hmm. Then she hitchhikes into a murderer's car and then sprints again through the woods just to get to a summer camp where you're responsible for cooking. Okay? So this is the extent she's going through to get just probably to get. minimum wage. Or, if, dude, if that. Right? They can't be paying much. So, <laughs> in my mind, old man Christy, you know, crusty Christy,
0: not paying well. Free room and board.
1: Yeah, yeah. But she must be the best goddamn cook on the planet to go through this extent, in my opinion.
0: Or the worst, who just needs a job. <laughs> or I the think, worst. I think desperation is playing a hell of a point here.
1: Okay, so here, I did a signature dish for her, too. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think she would... She would like her favorite thing for the masses, because I was like, "What would be a good thing to make in bulk? Yeah. You know, for kids." And I'm thinking uh, chicken salad, um, with uh, jalapeno chips on the side. Don't know if those existed in the what 80s, the but
0: fuck? jalapeno chips in the 80s—no mm-hmm. chance, bro.
1: <laughs> I hope
0: no chance.
1: All right, so that's what—that's where I'm going. Uh, Annie from Friday the 13th. All right, the I original. like
0: it. Yeah. All right, so I went. Uh... Please don't tell me. I went a different different route. I did, I did not go. I went with uh, didn't go with Artie. Okay, thanks. I Christ. went with Artie's old pal Ben. Artie, they're too young to even understand what's on your mind. Ben, good buddy, there ain't no such thing as being too young. You're just too old. <laughs> I almost picked him. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I mean, it. how can you not? First of all, it's James Earl Dad's. Or James James Earl Dad. James Earl Jones is dead. Is it really? Yeah.
1: We need to note that this is from Sleepaway Camp, the original. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Sleepaway Camp, Camp Arawak. Um. So, anyways, nice fucking guy. He is. Great so nice. fucking laugh. Almost great smile. Missing a couple teeth. Pretty good smile otherwise. Yeah. But just a humble dude. Very humble dude. Amazing voice, obviously. Uh, he's very. Here's the thing: is he minds his own business? Almost a little too much. Yeah, it's like <laughs> for better or you're worse. you're working with like, Artie, you got You're almost complicit. Yeah, by not you, fucking yeah. saying
1: something about this creep.
0: And I was thinking, maybe in in my mind, and in my world, where Ben is my my cook, he killed Artie, not Angela. He knew the only way to take care of this fucking guy was to take him out himself. Pour this boiling. The corn is Ben's signature dish, by the way, with yeah. special uh, arty seasoning. Skin, yeah. skin seasoning. Skin. Yeah. Yeah. We use skin boiled water to boil the corn. Oh, dude, that scene is so. It's gruesome. It is gruesome, but the thing is, is it's when when, too, when people deserve it, you just yeah. don't you don't care how gruesome it is. You yeah. love it. Well, anything right, else? So, yeah. More on the food. <laughs> we're good on Ben. Okay. All right. What's next? Okay,
1: next we're going to water sports. Come oh, Marianne. You know I can't do that. Would be such a I know how to drive these things.
0: man one twice his Yeah, and it's your old man going to give me a job when I get okay. okay. I'm going to go to sleep because I'm stretching on this one as well. Oh, I'm stretching yeah. like uh, hell on this one. God. All right. I'm, I don't even feel confident going into this No, one. I feel so confident, though. <laughs> good, yeah. To the point where I was Perfect.
1: like, I have to stretch because it's such a All right. It's a good one. Okay, yeah, so let's hear it. I'm going with Chelsea. From the 2009 remake, Friday the 13th.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what
1: are you doing, Colin? Starring Willa Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So Chelsea, in my mind, if we're looking for someone to run our water sports division, right, she certainly will be able to kind of create some will amongst the people. She's a very um, attractive woman who will, you know, kind of manage the counselors accordingly because they'll listen to what she has to say. Um, And look what she has the ability to do to get Nolan out on shitty Trent's boat. She has impeccable form in in the water skiing game up until she biffs um, and is required to tread water for eternity. But here here's where she really impresses me, okay? Because for someone to run this division, you need someone who is a very strong swimmer mm-hmm. and who will teach people how to water ski, who will teach people uh, people how to swim, um, who will teach people appropriate safety protocols. She gets hit by a boat in the head. And still manages, A, not to drown, but to try and evade a killer. Okay, She's woozy as fuck. She is woozy, but she gets there <laughs> yeah. to the point
0: where she's hiding underneath that deck. Honestly, one of the scariest parts of this movie is when she looks over and sees him in the woods. Oh, dude. Jesus, dude. Ugh.
1: <laughs> so, for those that don't remember, uh, Chelsea and Nolan go out on this boat. Uh, Nolan's kind of a douche. Uh, Chelsea's kind of a douche, too. But they go out on this boat. Um,
0: nice. They're a great couple.
1: Yeah, they deserve each other. So Chelsea's water skiing. Uh, she she biffs. Then Nolan gets shot through the face with an arrow, uh, which is reminiscent of Friday the 13th Part 3. And then the boat hits Chelsea in the head, and she swims away, trying to hide from Jason, who's looking at her through the woods. And then she gets... Um, she gets dead in this scene in a very specific way, which I won't remind everybody of, but if you've not seen it, please check it out. If you have seen it, you know what
0: happens next. Really good. With the gratuitous, uh, yeah, just actually boom, boom completely shot. unnecessary
1: <laughs> So unnecessary, <laughs> and, and basically just degrading.
0: <laughs> it's a good, uh, shot, uh, like throwback to the eighties though, you know, cause but, I they mean, always do yeah. that.
1: And yeah. it's a throwback to part three too, because the, um, he uses the arrow, yeah uh, whatever that's even called
0: well what you and I love about that movie is that they they reference all the movies but they do it in kind of a uh a less like Halloween 2018 yeah. way yep yeah. it's it's very subtle like oh you had to be there sort of moments. Sure. but all right who's running your water sports okay, division so mine is nolan from <laughs> Friday the 13th uh remake 2009 So that's perfect. Um, Everything you said pretty much applies just in reverse. He'll teach you how to wakeboard topless because who uh, doesn't need to? He'll teach you how to drive a boat that's not yours, that you have no business driving. Uh, He'll teach you how to be shady and lie. Like, oh, you don't want me to drive your boat? I won't. Don't worry, but I will. What's it say about me that the first thing (laughs) I did when he told me not to drive his boat is drive his boat? (laughs) And what's it say about me that I wanted to fuck you as soon as you said it? Yeah. So that is... Uh,
1: that's the relationship. So, yeah, they're both not really good good human <laughs> no. beings in general. <laughs> However, if you're looking to purely get good water sports training... Oh, dude, look no look yeah. no
0: further than Nolan and Chelsea. Yeah. All right. Good job. Yeah. Let's do a bump right there. Fist yeah. bump. We actually have to. What's next? Okay, so we've Activities hit... Activities director?
1: So, not yet. We, Softball coach? We So, we've hit arts and crafts. We've hit the food. We've hit water sports. Next is... Softball coach. Mm. Come on, Ricky, babe. Save me my ups. Hey, big man. You and your boys want to place a little wager while the game is still close? What do you have in mind, asswipe? Buck a man, asshole. That's a little steep. Make it five. You got it.
0: All right, man. Let's uh, hear it. I've been looking forward
1: to talking Good. about this one. Yeah, let's do it. So I actually don't know. I think these are more from this film. These are more I guess camp attendees than they are counselors. But okay, I'm going with Glazer from 1981's The Burning. Yep. By Larry Joshua.
0: Yeah, I think they're the kids, right? Because Glazer yeah. makes you. Glazer is like 40 years old in this movie. But so you're like. To be y-
1: honest, if if I'm a camp counselor and Glazer's there and I have to manage him, it's oh, like, what geez. do you fucking do? All right, so for those that don't recall Glazer, let me just remind you that, Sally, I'm going to treat you so good. I'm going to treat you, you so worry, good. Don't you worry, Sally. Don't you worry, Sally. Uh, <laughs> so Glazer is this hulking, just like man slab essentially
0: <laughs> also you know what's funny is he's really not Like they build him up to be
1: it's like Kincaid and it's, it's, in it's, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3
0: yeah it's really funny how in the 80s they make like um, the definition of a, a big muscular man was totally different than it is now oh dude night and fucking day night and day yep. but Glazer like is if Chris Hemsworth was at, like, at that camp oh, the girls yeah. would have been <laughs> Jesus dude so the, the girl makes that comment, like, Oh, you want Glazer's big muscles on top of you? And then you see him and you're like, I have bigger muscles than this fucking guy. Than Glazer, yeah. yeah. But Glazer, so he's he's kinda yeah,
1: he's like the bully, I guess, esque type, but he's like a um a character who's pretty obnoxious, but that you still have some affection toward because like you can empathize with his plight to like try like you feel bad for him almost because it's like he's so simple that he doesn't he just doesn't get it
0: speak for yourself man i don't empathize with this fucking (laughs) douche so
1: but we're talking softball (laughs) you know who's running the softball team at at summer camp right so he's a perfect choice for it glazer's the person you want your child to learn from obviously because he's got really mad game when it comes to fucking <laughs> romance.
0: See, you might be the only person to ever say you want your kid to learn from Glazer. Oh, it would be so good, to you Sally. <laughs> um, so oh, clearly
1: God. he exercises in those shorts, um, and I think his commitment to like the dating realm, you know, it speaks for itself. So I think he uh, he would oh, he's be. Com- he's committed. He's committed, and I think he would be a good coach. I do. You know
0: the one. And he's athletic. The one redeeming thing for him is that he really sticks up for Sally when uh, Alfred scares the shit out of her. There, he really does stick up for her. I take it back. Kids, heart of gold. Meet Glazer.
1: Glazer, Children? meet my kids. Yeah. Glazer, sign this document <laughs> to to be the, my ch- children's godparents. <laughs> All right. Who's your softball team okay. director?
0: So. My choice is essentially Glazer from a different movie called *The Final Girls*. Camp Bloodbath is the granddaddy of all campsite slasher films. Max's mom plays Nancy, this shy girl next door. Nice legs, what time they open. It's cool you get to remember your mom this way. At least I get to see her on the anniversary of her death, even if she is being chased by a psycho. So this is a more recent movie, of course. His name's uh, Blazer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this guy's name is Kurt, played by Adam Devine, um, who's pretty hilarious uh, in this one. He's just the over-the-top douchebag who thinks he's really muscular. Um, talks about like fighting <laughs> fighting people uh, with his bicep smash. Um, <laughs> have you seen this movie? I have not. Uh, I mean, it's it's not the best thing you've ever seen, but it's it's really good, dude. As far as like, it's good uh, enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really good actually. Like, uh, like if we if you look at the IMDb ratings, it gets a really great score. I think like mid sevens. Oh wow! Yeah, which is really good for a horror movie. But it's you know it's really heartfelt. Um, it's really great cast. It's really good. Anyways, um, he is not, nece- not necessarily the softball coach in this movie per se. But you don't really know what any of the counselors do. By the time you get there, it's right around killing time. Okay. It's killing time. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you don't know the premise of the movie, which you don't, the it's like a group of modern day kids. Uh, the one girl, her, her mother was an actor in this franchise of these movies, I guess. And they go to see the movie in the theater. Something fucking happens really weird. And they somehow get sucked into the movie. Oh. So the girl gets to meet her mother. oh so anyways they get kind of sucked in right around main killing time uh so he'll teach you how to harness your uh transforming hormones and uh to hit a home run with the bicep smash okay Uh, he'll teach you how to hit on the ladies while you're in between uh at bats and if you're i mean this is glazer yeah yeah it really dude it really it really is and you know what's funny is i haven't watched this movie enough to kind of look at the correlations between characters in the past, but now that I'm kind of doing this out loud, I'm sure that they riffed off of Glazer for his role. I feel like he had to. You oh, know who else yeah, would also be a good I... pick
1: for this category that we can't? Would be Grady from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: But, you know, he's I a kept council. thinking
0: of people from, like, Wet Hot American Summer, and I'm like, well, I can't do that. I,
1: it, it's hard because yeah, this... It's tough. You can't talk about this category and not like think that. Like, for Caretaker,
0: film. I wanted to pick Ernest. Okay, well, we're heading there next. Well, you don't have Ernest, right? No. Okay, so I'm not spoiling it. But no. it's like, eh, Ernest would be the perfect caretaker. He would. Okay, sorry. Let's go. All right, you want to go to caretaker next? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so the next next category we're going to do is kind of the fix-it person or the caretaker. <laughs> so the, the groundskeeper, the maintenance man or woman um this is a person that's just like keeping everything
0: riding the cart around yeah with a little rake yep
1: all right so um i went with bill from the original 1980 friday 13th cool played by harry crosby yeah steve wants to know if we need more paint paint's all right i think we need some more thinner though
0: okay i'll
1: tell him. Alice, uh the others show up
0: yeah, everybody except that girl is supposed to handle the kitchen, Annie. You
1: think you're going to last all summer?
0: I don't know if I'm going to last all week. <laughs> I'll tell Steve about the dinner. All right.
1: Okay, so the reason I chose Bill is he literally, like, the first scene that you meet him, he's painting. He's also wearing overalls with no shirt on underneath. Yeah. And they're, like, actual painter's overalls. <laughs> So he helps remove stumps, he paints, he cuts snakes in half with a machete. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, remember, he's like, oh, I can fix this generator. This is just like my the one in my uncle's cabin in Maine. Um, yeah. So yeah. he's handy. Uh, but he also has delicate hands that are well-versed at strip monopoly <laughs> and playing that guitar, which he clearly is not playing in that scene. No. Um, and he's also descendant from a very famous man named Bing Crosby hmm. even though that's not a plot point in the film but uh, Harry Crosby is Bing Crosby's son in Interesting. real life um, and he seems you know like a goody two shoes but he's still willing to um, drink one of those like stubby glass like glass bottle mm. short uh, glass bottles of Budweiser that they're drinking and that's a, dude I know dude. and smoke some of uh, Marcy's grass or whatever <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give me some of that too.
1: Yeah, so that, I'm going with Bill. I feel like he uh, he spends the majority of that movie like act. He's like the only person there working, basically.
0: Yeah, he's also like the least, me- most least memorable character. And
1: he was supposed to be like they were like, oh, we got Bing Crosby's son. Like hell yeah, like yeah, sure. he, he was the 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 big catch for that this was probably
0: film. probably before. Well, I guess Kevin Bacon wasn't a name. I, I don't think he was. It was no, we have this fucking films. guy, Brad Bacon. No, it's it's Kevin Steve.
1: Hi, Brian Bacon.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, so I went with a handyman. Were you done? Yep, I'm done. All right, I went with a handyman from the exact same movie. I took a little stretch. I know he's kind of the camp leader, but I went with Steve Christie, uh, played by Peter Brower.
1: Do you want it listed separately? That's right. And uh, after lunch, Brenda, I want you to finish up the archery range, okay? Now, if Annie gets here, get her started in the kitchen.
0: Do your best, all right? I'll
1: be back sometime after lunch. It's supposed to rain like hell, so get as much done as possible. I don't want to get too far behind.
0: Who is just like, from the time you get there, all this guy's doing is working on the fucking camp. He's painting, he's giving out orders. He looks like a puppy wearing an ascot. Yes. Yeah. Um, He's got just terrible hair, right? Just just with yeah. the glasses. I mean, it's f- I guess for the time, whatever. Um, Shelley's is way worse in part three. Oh, dude. Kind of similar, just grown out more. Uh, but anyways, he is... But Larry Zerner, we know you're listening. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw Love my Shelley.
1: Instagram yeah. message.
0: He uh, did. He, if he did, he ignored you and he's ignoring you now. Yep. Um, great organizational skills, Steve Christie has. hmm He's uh, not very good with the ladies, right? Strikes out with Alice. Like Alice hard.
1: When Alice hard. Is this the way I look? Oh, dude, when he... Honest to God, he may as well just say like, Alice, would you like a roofie? Like, just the
0: creepiest scene. So creepy. Uh, It's great leadership. I mean, this guy's a born fucking leader. Yeah. Uh, He's great with a raincoat as well. I've never seen anybody (laughs) operate a raincoat quite that well. Um, Yeah. And also, nobody looks better with a handkerchief. uh, And pretty much nothing else on. Because those shorts don't even really qualify as clothing. Jean shorts and a handkerchief around his just neck. Just a handkerchief. Yeah. I want to be there for Halloween. But I I just do not have the chest hair that Steve Christie has. <laughs> we're gonna have has. to uh, install You're some chest hair. have to paint someone, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, That's a good pick. So that's my
1: pick. I feel like he would he would keep things handy.
0: So we're gonna get
1: that. Never mind.
0: We'll get there. Let's move on. We'll get there. Yep. All
1: right. We're going to activities director.
0: Ooh, this is a good one.
1: Yeah. So this is the person that's gonna. Make sure everyone's uh, got a, a nice little.
0: full plate here. Yeah, I'm worried about overlap on this one. Let's give a
1: firewood welcome to Mr. Alan Shepard. <laughs> Thank you very much. I promise you, I stretched hard on okay, this. Okay, good, yeah. good, 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 good. Um, not only is this guy not a camp counselor in a, in a film, but he's also not a resident at a camp. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So I went with, from a, an activity director standpoint, um, Deputy Winston from 2002's Cabin Fever, played by Giuseppe Andrews. Morning, son. Deputy Winston, Bunyan County Sheriff's Department.
0: Hi, hi, what can I do for you?
1: I'm out patrolling in my jurisdiction and I heard there was a lot of commotion here last night. I just wanna know what the story is.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Some guy tried to break into our cabin, and he was sick. I don't know what kind of disease he had, but he was a mess.
1: Okay, well, I'm about to report this.
0: Yeah, no, totally. My my friends are out looking for a neighbor right now so we could actually call you. We don't have a phone in here.
1: Yeah, it's because everyone uses radios. That's what I use. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> Looks like you guys were doing some pretty good partying,
0: huh, man? Hell of a stretch here, Joan. Yes, yeah, it's a stretch. But listen,
1: Deputy Winston is pretty quick to ordain others. You know, the party man. Party man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I he love this. I fucking so much love this guy. Partying
0: going on, man.
1: <laughs> um, but we all know he, in fact, is the party man himself, right? So he really would be the ultimate activities director. He would ensure any legal strings or legal barriers that would exist to make the event the most fun that it could possibly be. He would eliminate because yeah. he's a police Don't officer. Jump away at those. Yep. away yep. those. Um, so whatever would be necessary to make the event or program most fun possible, you know, he would make sure that that would happen. And in the context of being a counselor, he would probably not be the best influence on children however when we look back fondly about memories of growing up um, sometimes the most fond memories we have were with people that uh, maybe we shouldn't have been hanging out with in that moment and uh, Winston certainly is one of those people Uh, but as the party man Winston I think uh, (laughs) would be be making all the activities fun
0: they'd be fun yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's a stretch, but good pick. All right. All right, so my activities director is going to be Court from Friday the 13th, Part 6.
1: Are you going to drive or not? Woo, out of here. Shit. Damn it, Court. not bad at all that's it pull over I'm driving no way I wanna rock yeah woo woo this this is great I've never driven
0: a house before I like dude played by Tom Fridley um you need to learn about boy scouting and Indian markers look no further (laughs) 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 Do, do, do you need to uh He's the best. Do you need to keep your sexual stamina up till the end of a 10 minute fucking song? He'll teach you how to do that.
1: His face when she was like, just wait till the end of the song.
0: Do you need to drive at super fucking high speeds, probably drunk and stoned, fresh off uh, the euphoric high of sex? While your girlfriend may be shitting, <laughs> shitting in, the, in the bathroom. i To he, Alice Cooper, Teenage Frankenstein. He's unconcerned about what she's doing back there. He'll teach you how to do it. Oh, dude. Very. Um, but yeah, no. Court is one of my favorite characters throughout the entire franchise. And uh, he's going to let you listen to maybe his fucking killer tunes that he's listening to. I feel like he would organize headphones. a hell
1: of a um, karaoke event.
0: Oh, dude. Hell of a karaoke event. Yeah. But yeah, you need to uh, brush up on your Indian knowledge when
1: you're around court. Or even like a talent show or something like that. Like, I feel like he would be good at orchestrating that too. Yeah.
0: Or like a little breakdancing event. You need some music, he's going to pump the tunes in. (laughs) Breakdancing.
1: Essentially a form of dancing that is completely obsolete now.
0: Yeah. Back then, all the rage.
1: All the rage. All right. I'm down with court. Yeah. Good pick, man. I figured you would be. Yeah.
0: He is the best. He's the best.
1: All right. Um, Okay, so we've only got got? two two categories left, man. We're burning through
0: these. We're going to do
1: bunk leader? Yes, bunk leader is next.
0: You'll feel better as soon as you get some sleep. So this is the guy that is kind of in charge of the bunk.
1: So this is the person in charge of making sure you clock in, you clock out at the appropriate time. No musical sleeping bags. No one's screwing around, right? Yeah, yeah. So I
0: am going for bunk leader. No girls sneaking in. Yeah. Shit like that. Or vice versa.
1: So I'm actually going with Angela from 1988's Sleepaway Camp 2. Yeah.
0: She's great. She's going to lay down the law.
1: Sleepaway Camp 2 unhappy campers.
0: (laughs) Say no to drugs. (laughs)
1: What about a canopy?
0: Oh, no, no, thanks. I don't drink.
1: So she, this is played by Pamela Springsteen. So here are my thoughts on Ange here. So she's, okay. When I hire people at work, for example, I never would hire someone to, to do a job that essentially I, you know, I wouldn't ask some, someone to do something I wouldn't do.
0: Yeah, or, as a good manager yeah. or director.
1: Yeah. Uh, director Jamie, yes. please. Yes. Yes. Use the appropriate titles here.
0: Um, but I think from a
1: work experience perspective, like you want people that have come up through the ranks, right? So I will say that Angela's been through the ranks. So she's been through it all. And I think um, that you would trust someone to do that job because she came in at the ground level. She spent years as a camper, um, she's gone through some issues, I suppose. Uh, some
0: therapy. Probably. Yeah, probably some therapy. Maybe some uh, electroshock treatment.
1: Yeah. You know, her past involved her <laughs> um, running around with her privates tucked between her legs um, yeah. for years yeah. and pretending to be her.
0: <clears throat> really no fault of her own. Yeah. She was dealt a bad hand.
1: Well, because fucking Nolan was probably her um, driving the boat that she was on. That Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but,
0: it almost certainly was at a <laughs> younger age.
1: Um, but uh, quite honestly, she rules She rules the kingdom with an iron fist. She doesn't take any shit. Well, there's no fucking around on her watch. Kids will be in bed on time. They'll behave. They'll wake up on time. They'll take a shower. They'll get to the mess hall. And if they don't, she'll kill them um, in a very violent and creative way. So, yeah, and
0: if you take a side stop for a quickie. Oh, oh, you're yeah. assuring your death. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so Angela, I think uh in terms of you know, the the one negative is that you'll probably die if you talk to her. Um, but you know, if you just keep your head down and be a good camper, then there you know, you'll be fine. So
0: All you have to do is follow the rules. That's Ren- all she Rene- wants. Renee Estevez gets it.
1: Literally all she wants is for people to follow the rules. Our
0: girl from Intruder. Yeah. Yeah. The only other movie I've ever seen her in. Well. She's maybe going to be the in the only movie one. that we direct. Too. But she's Emilio's sister, so. <laughs> so Emilio will be in that movie as well.
1: Yeah. So this is a this is my um my my bunk leader is Angela.
0: It's a good one. I went with someone a little more fun and jovial. Oh. Uh, mine's also a camper though, also a camper from the movie The Burning. Okay. Mine is Dave, played by Jason Alexander. What do you do? He's in there. All right. Who ordered the uh, playboy? Over here. Dave, okay. did you get my hustler? Uh, all right. right. Hustler? What do you want with hustler, Woodstock? You're too small. Hey, size so never stopped, Woody. That's the world
1: white jerk-off champ over there, huh? Just stick with me, kid. Keep flexing the muscle, huh?
0: Oof. Better known as George from Seinfeld. George Costanza.
1: All right, let's hear it. Why is, uh, why is George uh, a good buck So leader? First
0: of all, he's fun as hell. He's probably the funnest one out there. Um he is uh the guy that if you have any needs while you're in the bunk, this is the guy that's gonna supply him. He's kind of the guy with the trench coat with all the fucking goods. You need condoms? You need a condom, you need a comic book, you need (laughs) lube. Yeah. Speaking of blood rage, I kinda think of the guy in the bathroom at the beginning where the guy comes in and buys the condoms. Like that's pretty much George uh it's pretty much Dave. Yeah. Um in this one. He gets the condoms for Glazer. But they're not lubed, so Glazer's all pissed off. I told you I wanted the lubed condoms. <laughs> yeah. um, and he—he's also speaking of that. He's the only guy that really is not scared to stand up to Glazer. He honestly—and it's like, what are you doing, Bud? Yeah, it's like, dude, because you're... Glazer's not the biggest dude in the world, but he
1: would crush in the Jason yes, Alexander.
0: Yes, he will crush you. Yes, again, like we've said, Glazer really is not the most muscular man. But, that kind of, but the fact that he's re- regarded as such kind of lets you know what the uh, what the rest of the guys look yeah. like. And uh, Dave was no exception. Um, and also, you know what? He's a great fucking bunk leader because he will befriend the guy that's kind of being picked on. And he won't kind of add, he won't rub more salt in the wound. He'll just kind of like take him under his wing. And that's kind yeah. of what he does with poor Alfred. Yeah. So I think he'd be a great fucking bunk leader. That's the guy I'd want in charge of my bunk. Yeah. Yeah i think that's good yeah i agree with that
1: what what number is on his is it 69 that's on his shirt
0: Mm, i can't remember
1: yeah well that's i'm gonna dress like that for halloween
0: yeah this would be a great great choice
1: i basically am evolving toward that hairstyle (laughs) so yeah um yeah good pick though man very good pick
0: are we at our last one all right so we're at the big one so this was this was really tough for me was it tough for you No, this was was easy for me.
1: I knew exactly who I wanted for this. So
0: I did as well, and I ended up going with somebody different because I forgot how many fucking... In every one of these movies, pretty much the guy that you're thinking of is the camp leader or director or whatever. Things have been quiet for five years, and that's the way we want to keep it. So do I, officer. So do I. Okay, you two, take off, and I'll talk to you at dinner, all right? We'll never do it again, sir. Thanks, Mr. Holt. You're not even going to reprimand him? No punishment? What kind of place is this? Ginny? Yes, Paul. No seconds on dessert for Jeff and Sandra tonight. All right. All right, so, yeah. So you got? Yeah, our last is the
1: the uh, MFIC, the motherfucker in charge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, camp coordinator, person in charge. Did
0: I you guess. go with Janine Garofalo?
1: <laughs> Janine Garofalo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? All I right. went with
1: G- Ginny Garofalo. Oh, dude, great! Yeah, yeah I great with, choice. Yeah, uh, Ginny um, from 1981's Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, played by Amy Steele.
0: He'd be grown by now, right? Right.
1: And you know, the only person that would ever known was his mother. He never went to school, so he never had any friends. I mean, she was everything to him. Yeah,
0: deranged killer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, no, no. You're missing my whole point. I mean, I doubt Jason would have even known the meaning of death. Or at least until that horrible night. He must have seen the whole thing happen. He must have seen his mother get killed. And all just because she loved him. I mean, isn't that what her revenge was all about? Her sense of loss? Her rage at what she thought happened?
0: Her love for him? I really wanted to try to get her in here and I could I just couldn't fit yeah. her in. Yeah. So this is I'm glad you so, did.
1: And here here's my thought process behind this. So she's potentially the most badass final girl in the entire series, in my opinion. Yeah, no, totally agree. Yeah. So she has it together so prominently that she would keep everything and everybody organized and and try and get them all through to the other side successfully, no matter what comes, you know, it could be a really deranged boy who's grown into a terrifying man who's wielding a machete because he's mad about his mom dying Uh, or you know it could be slugs that are infiltrating the plumbing you know whatever (laughs) it is I think she'll manage it Um, but in this film you know Paul is supposed to be the guy in charge right Um, but he is such like a goofy douche that she, like, literally f- physically pulls in while he's trying to, like, command and be in charge and do his, like, pre-meeting. Um, she pulls in and disrupts that. Like, she's the pattern interrupt, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, to Paul. And um, she's really kind of the one running the show. So she shows up late, I guess, but she literally blows smoke into his face as he tries to fix her car as he's kind of being a little bit of a condescending douche um <laughs> which i think is pretty cool uh, and he's like trying to pander pander to her right uh which is which is neat so you know she makes sure paul makes it out alive she'll make sure we make it out alive um she's cool collected confident under pressure and i honest to god would trust her with my children so
0: i'm going with jenny
1: to be the camp coordinator.
0: I love it, man. Because I feel like if there was a part three that continued right off of... Um, I mean, I know the part three does, but I mean, if uh, if we had a part three where Ginny was in...
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: She would be the leader. And I also feel like her character is... Although, uh, Paul, we don't know. He's still crawling around somewhere. What is he doing? He's probably under some rubble or something. Yeah, just getting hurt. Yeah.
1: He's the damsel in distress and she's the badass in this movie, so...
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean so that's a so great choice. So, did you have like did you have to think about this at all or was that just always your
1: This is the only one I had locked.
0: Okay. All right, so I'm going to maybe talk about some of my other ones, not not in depth, just real quick. I just wanted to say that mine is Todd played by Brian Matthews from The Burning.
1: There was a camp not far from here, just across the lake. It was called Camp Blackfoot. No one goes there anymore. Everything burnt down. There's nothing left except the ruins. Now, this camp had a caretaker, a really evil bastard. And his name was Cropsey. Everyone hated Cropsy. For a start, he was a drunk. Two bottles of whiskey a day, no problem. Like, most of the time, he's somewhere out in space.
0: But if he caught you? All right, so he is uh, the pretty much the leader of the camp at Camp Blackfoot. Um, the ones that I kind of was thinking about was Ronnie from... I, I wanted to work him in. I thought yeah. for sure you would pick him for softball coach, though. So the problem is he's just the camp leader. So, like, I didn't want to kind of... Like, I felt like if that's your role, I didn't want to put you in a more lowly fucking... I, I was going to use him as my bunk leader. You didn't, but again, it was like, you want not a bunk leader, demote the them. goddamn leader. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then another one was TC from uh sleepway camp part two yeah who I love TC I wanted to talk about him and his Great fucking kick ass mullet uh but yeah no it's just i I couldn't work him in he's also a leader um and you know what's funny is he's pretty much the same exact role as uh um Ronnie where like they're the camp leader but they both have to answer to like the old man that runs the camp that for some reason, is just always there. Just that crusty old yeah, curmudgeon. That fucking. Although the old man in part two is way more of a nicer man than the fucking oh, dude Murray in part one. Is it, it Mel? No, it's Mel. Okay. Fuck. I like. Fuck. I knew I wasn't right, but I was going. I just was going with it. It's Mel. Um. Anyways, so Todd, he is that guy that's not scared to stand up for the little guy. Again, he's not scared to stand up for Alfred. Maybe he shouldn't. Because Alfred's just a goddamn creep. Uh, like that shower <laughs> yeah. scene at the beginning. Oh, that's dude. just kind of like, you're out of here, guy.
1: No. Honest to God.
0: We understand you're shy and awkward, but you're gone now. Get right? Out. Todd yeah. stands up for him. That's probably his weak spot. But he doesn't know what happened. Um, He tries to listen to both sides. He's got the uh, girlfriend who's kind of the bunk leader or the leader of the girls. Yeah. Um, And he's a great boyfriend, too. Like she, You know what's funny is in this world of kind of chauvinist, like, men that are just kind of almost trying to force themselves on women. Yeah, like, yeah. Which they are. Like, there's that scene with the one guy that's, like, in the lake. Oh God, I hate that guy. Um, but, and then you have Glazer, as we said, like, Sally, no, you're gonna <laughs> love it. Uh, and then you have Todd, who's just kind of a stand-up man. Like, even when she wants to go have sex, he's like, well, maybe we should get back to the campers. And uh, But he... Builds that badass fucking raft that the kids end up getting butchered on. Maybe Todd, you shouldn't be so good at building rafts, uh, or the kids might still be alive. Uh, but also, he's not afraid to help Alfred kind of in that maze at the end of.
1: Uh, he did put together the plan for the raft of like, all right, we're gonna get this put together. Yeah, and was, no, yeah. he
0: he never hesitated. It was like, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're in this. We're in a face of some real shit here. We lost our canoes. Um, we lost some campers, but we're going to build this raft. We're going to go, uh, we're going to take care of business. And then once he finds out about the, uh, dead bodies, he kind of pioneers, like, you know, he sends everyone back to get the cops, to get the helicopters coming out and he goes and he helps Alfred, uh, kind of take care of business and take care of Cropsey so yeah, again, Todd was my—he's uh, pretty much the champion of the camp leaders to me, because he's just a fucking such a stand-up guy, and yeah, deep, and they all are. Sure. Ronnie is as well. Ronnie's a fucking great guy.
1: Ronnie is a great guy, and he's got those shorts.
0: And he's like, you can tell, like in his off time, he's like a professional bodybuilder because he's always wearing those like bodybuilding <laughs> shirts. And like, now that guy is ripped. Glazer, no muscles. Ronnie, all the fucking muscles. Ronnie's also probably like five foot four. Dude, real little, yeah. <laughs> but, little Italian uh, guy. I bet like his mom and his grandma makes killer fucking meatballs. Dude, just so like the good. best. Like you go that you go there every Sunday. Drink a little wine. Yeah. Eat some fucking killer pasta.
1: Yep. Probably. Oh, man. Oh god,
0: I'll start watching Sopranos tomorrow. <laughs> All
1: right, so this is fun. Our our go tos this time of year um, when it comes to camp films are definitely the Friday Thirteenth, The Burning, Sleepaway Camps. Um, I guess one movie I was trying to work in, but I just couldn't. I was trying to work in *Evil Dead*, but again, they're not counselors. I was also trying to work in um, *Cabin in the Woods*, but again, they're not counselors, and I I just couldn't find.
0: No, we had to try to stick to the uh, the, the assignment. Topic, man. Yeah. 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 So, I
1: think we did that successfully.
0: Yeah. We can do another one of if we were counselors, who we, who we would want as campers. Yeah, that's actually a yeah. good idea. Maybe we'll do a Patreon episode of that or something. I'm actually going to leave us whenever we're ready. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to leave us with a little quote from some another movie I wanted to work in, but I just couldn't. Uh, this is TP from the movie Madman.
1: Yeah. yeah I, that he was does on a little toast.
0: Um, and he says, to friends and friendship, to love and lovers, may you always have more than you need. Love you guys. See you next time.